0: Hello and welcome to GradCast, the official radio show and podcast for the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I'm your host, Joyla.
1: And I'm your co-host and producer, Connor.
0: And today we have a very special episode all about the transition from undergraduate to graduate school. So joining us today is undergraduate student Ida Noorbush and graduate student John Palmer. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming.
2: Oh, My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having us. So let's maybe start by having you introduce yourself, so a little bit about uh, your program, your area of interest, and what year you're in. So Ida?
3: Um, so I'm Ida. I'm in my fourth year of kinesiology, and I'm very interested in exercise neuroscience and potentially um, doing a grad program with research project next year um, regarding neuroscience and exercise. Very cool. How about you,
0: John?
2: Sounds good. My name is John. I'm a first year master's student in the pathology program here at Western. So that's study of diseases under medical sciences. Uh, So I'm in my first year. That's I'm five months in. I study uh, HIV um, and I'm generally interested in diseases. So just learning more about them. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So it's kind of a, a cool episode because Ida and I work together and Connor and John work together. We do, same um, Yeah, <laughs> so maybe we'll start with you, John. Can you just tell us a little bit about your transition from undergraduate school here and what made you decide to, to pursue grad school here?
2: Yeah, sure thing. So um, just for background, I did do or study for four years here at Western. I did my Bachelor of Medical, medical Sciences um, where I, I specialized in biochemistry, and pathology um but then i toward the end of yeah i I can say that i really only knew kind of that i wanted to pursue graduate studies kind of toward my fourth year that's where kind of more experiences maybe um, gave me some insight into what graduate school might have been a bit more like Uh, and from there i kind of made the choice to continue in pathology that's one of my two undergraduate specialties and then i continued on um In my masters.
3: I was just wondering how does like the work habit change and how did you adjust from undergrad workload to grad school workload?
2: Yeah that's a really good question. So um, I can say that undergraduate and graduate yeah they they do have definitely have different feels. Um, Just as a bit of background first of all I am in a research-based master's program so that is um, there are also course-based masters. Uh, from what I've heard, course-based master's programs tend to kind of run relatively similar to undergraduate, kind of taking four or five courses. But in terms of a research-based master's, it is quite different. It's more, I think, like a nine to five job. Um, I've had a little bit of experience kind of maybe working in a summer term for four months with a nine to five job. So it's kind of been mainly adapting to that kind of work, almost uh, lifestyle, as opposed to Um, say, going to class, and then having the rest of the day to study kind of lifestyle.
0: That's really interesting because um, I'm a PhD student, and my daily life is actually completely different. I don't have a nine-to-five at all. I also work with people, though, so a lot of the other students in my program work with animal models, and they tend to have more of a nine-to-fiver. So, It might be different for you, Ida, if you are working with people.
3: Yeah, because in our lab, we mostly work with participants, right? And that's another thing I was actually wondering, um, what you really work with and, like, how does that affect, like, your workload? Because when we work with participants, it's really based on their schedule most of the times. And also when we do, like, other stuff like data analysis or data input, like, that's really on our own terms, I think. Um, So, yeah, I was wondering how about what what your experience has been like.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So... um, In our lab, uh, we work under a uh, professor who is a bioinformatician. And so just for some context, uh, bioinformatics is essentially the study HIV. So we're able to use computer codes and script to actually study um, how a virus evolves over time by studying its genetic sequences. Mm -hmm. So.
0: So is it time sensitive then? The type of work that you do?
2: Not quite, because uh, essentially all of the data that you have is available on a computer, and it's kind of like any other office, where um, all the work you do is essentially localized to a computer. Uh, It's typically not that time-sensitive. Your computer allows you to do multiple different tasks and jobs at once, so it doesn't, say, lock down your computer so that you can't use it for the duration of an experiment, for an example. So... Because of that, essentially, you're just in the lab um, when you can and can put in as much work as you feel so necessary. So you have
3: flexibility when it yeah. comes to like doing your actual like research. For sure.
2: Mm. For sure. Okay.
1: This, was a, this was actually something I was thinking for Ada. Um, since you're doing a lot of classes and balancing that with your own research project. Mm-hmm how how do you find that difference do you find you really still do enjoy the atmosphere of a lecture and kind of a pure learning class or are you starting to find you know the real the real thing i want to come to school for is my research like my project
3: um i've actually been taking a lot of inter like interaction based courses and those ones i definitely enjoy and i love working with the participants which is my is like how my research is around like just working with participants i like to work with people and i have found that I don't like the lecture room atmosphere. <laughs> um, so for me, I definitely find more joy in my research than the lectures. Um, but again, that like really depends, I think, on like your personality and like what you like to work with. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's
0: pretty subjective, in my opinion. Is there any particular courses that have gotten you? Interested in the area that you're hoping to pursue for grad school?
3: Um, yes, actually, there's some new courses for um, upper year kin students, third and fourth year. Um, so it's intro to professional kin or chronic illness and exercise. So working with uh, seniors, that demographic, focusing on how to um, basically, essentially, use exercise as preventive measures, also as um, curing measures. How to like bring those numbers down, you know, diabetes, all that stuff. So those definitely, those courses definitely help me, and those are. the interaction ones so like we talk a lot we have discussions um, yeah those are definitely the ones that
0: got me interested and so the project that you're currently doing is that a mandatory credit
3: no it's actually oh. optional I chose to do um, senior fourth-year project
0: oh that's very cool so it, so there's no research component that's mandatory within your program
3: no we only have a second-year research methods course but it's a very introductory course to how research is conducted and done but no
0: And so how did you go about finding a supervisor for this project? I actually
3: started talking to my professors just asking around and meeting different professors going in and actually talking to them to see like who I would get along with as well as whose research I was most interested in and I was able to find a professor that I thought
0: would work well with my interests. So you weren't shy to send emails or to walk right up to a prof after class? I mean, I was until third year, so <laughs> What <laughs> it happened took me in three third years.
3: years. <laughs> I was like, I really need to find out what I want to do. That's what I was like, okay, we gotta got to get the ball rolling here. So I was like, okay, I need to step up, go talk to my professors and find out what I'm designed
0: for, I guess. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. And um, I know you touched on this a little bit, John, but was there a specific point during your undergrad that you were like, I definitely want to go to grad school? Or was it just one option that you ended up pursuing? Or?
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of a, an interesting part of my undergraduate kind of uh, progression. Um, really, I didn't have a um, I believe that I wanted to go to med school for, I'd say, the first three years of my undergrad. And it's still something that I might consider later on. But oh, okay. in fourth year, um, my thinking kind of changed once I got involved with my fourth year thesis project. So my fourth year thesis project was actually a course. It was mandatory as part of my program. Oh,
0: interesting. Undergraduate Ooh, Medical okay.
2: Sciences. And so through this program, I got essentially matched up with a professor. And that professor is actually my professor right now.
0: Oh, so you didn't have the choice.
2: Essentially... And they give you a bit of choice. They allow you to rank your options of all the available professors and the available projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, From there, they essentially match you up kind of with your skills to narrow it down to kind of the top three, which you then interview. You interview the top three, and then from there, they kind of pick who among that top three would be the best and most suitable choice for you. So I... um, just a bit about me. I I have a bit of computer science background from earlier years in my undergrad and from high school and so I think they felt that that background would have actually worked really well with my professor. My professor was actually the only one, essentially, out of these maybe 20 or so professors who actually really dealt with this study of bioinformatics, so computer software to study viruses. So I think they felt that was the best best suited choice for this professor and honestly at first I was a little hesitant in the first month or two but I gave it a bit uh, I gave it a shot and it ended up working out really well for me and I actually really love it
0: that's awesome it sounds like a really good match yeah I think that's interesting also because um
3: I was uh, like I was thinking med like for the longest time and then I decided kin so I see how if I had gone that path, like, maybe it would have been a different, you know, like, I would have ended up in a different research as well. So, like, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad, like, I was able to, like, figure that out in undergrad, like, where I want to go and, like, what I want my research to be. So, I can continue that, like, in my grad school as well, because I think a lot of students, like, decide on undergrad with different, like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, like, I know who, like, did science and it wasn't for them. And, you mm, know absolutely yeah definitely. and it, it just like how you say it's very structured so like which one do you prefer you know what I mean like, like the yeah. structure or like having a choice wanting to like maybe do it or not do it is also yeah it's,
0: r- it's really interesting seeing the variability between programs just mm-hmm. even you talking about how you didn't have this mandatory project and yeah. you did Um, I think speaks volumes to the differences out there yeah yeah for sure Um, John what I was wondering from you was was there a point during your undergrad project that your uh, supervisor wanted you or asked you to stay on for a graduate project or was that something that you had asked him for that opportunity or how did that transition end up happening
2: yeah that's a great question so um, just recalling now um, I believe that He did mention it to me at one point. He said that the lab would be expanding in the coming year, like he would be getting um, an additional add-on, kind of a small office. And because of that, he would actually be able to take on quite a large number of students. It just happened to be that this year, um, my professor's lab happened to be kind of expanding. He was taking on, he wanted uh, at least some master's students because I believe he had none at the time. Uh, It was all undergraduates and postdoctorates, postdoctoral fellows. And um, so he made that kind of uh, clear to me and that kind of stuck in my head for a bit. So I I kind of thought about it, sat on it for about, you know, maybe about one to two or three months actually. And uh, I gradually warmed up to the idea. And so in the end, toward the kind of the later half of my fourth year, I eventually came to the conclusion that that is what I wanted to do.
0: Cool. And are there a lot of other grad students um, under this professor right now?
2: Right now, it's myself, Connor, um, and so we are the two master's students in our lab. We have two other PhDs and two postdoctoral fellows. Uh, and three undergraduate thesis students. Oh, wow. So our lab, lab, it's a pretty big lab. Yeah, yeah. sounds like it. That's
0: <laughs> yeah. awesome. I yeah. guess it's kind of similar to our lab. Yeah. It's, it's expanding. We kind yeah. of have every level right now.
3: We do, yes. We do, actually. I think that's good, though, because you learn from, like, people that are you know ahead of you a little bit mm-hmm. and like you also can like get our help on stuff that you can't re- you know what i mean i think yeah. it's a good
0: dynamic yeah for sure definitely um and just thinking about you know starting grad school for sure is there anything in particular that stands out as something that you're worried about or that you might not have all the answers to yet um so it's it's a big decision
3: like it Absolutely. is the next step of your life yeah. and that's why I've, I was struggling with it a lot you, you know <laughs> <laughs> um drill's actually been super helpful in that department with me because I I freak out over stuff like that and I get it but I think it's good to like get that reassurance sometimes and just know that you know, going for it. And, like, just asking questions, I think, is the best thing. Like, just asking other grad students that you work for or, like, anyone you know that's in grad school. That's why we're doing this again, exactly. just to ask questions. It. I think one of the biggest things is, like, just not really knowing, like, how to find a professor and, like, who is the best fit for you. I think that is the biggest thing I had to learn, mm-hmm. like,
0: in fourth year. Um, so now you feel pretty confident where you are in the lab yes. that you're going into. Yeah. And-
3: yeah, because I think, like, again, like, personalities do have to match. Like, you have to find a professor that is, like, willing to work with you and you're willing to work with them. Like, th- I think that part a lot of people forget because they're like, oh, this professor willing to work with me. Great. Like, I'll just take it on, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I just wanted to uh, add to that, actually, is that I, um, I do know that process, kind of that feeling of mm-hmm. actually um, searching for a professor because I actually did go through um, – I wasn't actually certain – right away that my prefer my professor would be kind of the best match for me and I so I did actually go searching just for a little bit for uh, at other schools like U of T and at McMaster and I, I did um, really get that feeling of I really wanted to know that the professor would and I would kind of get along really well and mm-hmm. so that I when I I'd hear that from maybe like my colleagues. I'd hear that from people already in grad school. so I kind of made that a, a, a decent priority on my mind. So when I actually interviewed around, um, I, I got some you know some very friendly uh, professors, but I think that honestly my, my prof happened to be um, that good already that I just clicked with him so well that it really yeah wanted made me want to really come back and really stay.
0: Work with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That that was something I was going to ask you was why you decided to stay at Western and not switch it up kind of thing. Mm Because I've heard from a lot of undergraduate students. I didn't do my undergraduate degree here, but I've heard from some students that after doing four or five years at the same school, Mm -hmm. they're looking for a change. Right. So how how do you feel about committing your grad studies here?
2: I can can definitely see that. I've heard, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, at the end of your undergrad, you always have some of your friends who are like, Oh, it's my time's up. I'm done. Yeah, I'm we're leaving. Out of here. <laughs> I can't can't wait to get out. So, um, to be honest, I think I was open. I was very open to kind of going wherever wherever a good project would kind of suit my uh, interests and suit my needs. And so, because of that, I, I think for a while I was considering, let's say, U of T, and for a while I was looking into professors there, but. The ultimate des- decider, or the factor that I really took into account, was, you know, was my professor, and so I couldn't find any professor that kind of was that same level uh, or that same fit for me that my pro- my professor was. So I made that my uh, that was the basis on me staying at Western, actually. And
0: Fair enough.
1: And what do you what do you think? the school brings to the table kind of in this situation because I, I I found at least personally for for me looking, I was very professor focused, just like just like you. Um and I think less so than an undergrad, I was interested in the school and the place. But uh I I'm interested in what 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 did you like about Western or maybe
2: London, the city that, that kinda Yeah, so I, I really felt that Western had this incredibly like social atmosphere and just got generally friendly vibes from a lot of say professors a lot of friends people that you meet there Um, the size is good too you know it's always uh, it's nice to be at a university that has a very um, this you know Western itself has a fantastic you know science uh, health department uh, and uh, at least mm. that's relevant for me no, sure yeah. there are also like the rest of its departments too I'm, i've from what i've heard are also fantastic too so you know and
0: what about you ida how do you feel about sticking around here at western yeah i was
3: actually debating that that was the biggest thing i was like professor or school like where do you um i ended up saying because of my professor i think i'm gonna end up staying because of my professor mainly but i do really love Western and just how there's so many opportunities. If you do go seek those opportunities, like there's so many people like willing to help you and there's so many great support groups as well. I'm not too sure about the grad school support groups, but I know for undergrad, we have so many resources uh, to reach out to if you need. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so, John, would you say that the most important factor for any undergraduates that are thinking about pursuing grad school is the professor and supervisor or finding location in school and program that you enjoy or I'd would you say that there's that needs to be a balance
2: yeah I think that there there's definitely always got to be a balance between those factors because those are all very important uh, as you can imagine mm-hmm. I think that when I if I were to break it down I'd say that your interest in the program is a big component and you also your also your ability to kind of connect and get along with or just the general kind of vibes that you get from your professor is also a really good thing to pay attention to. Um, location, yeah, location kind of, it's like convenience sake. Maybe you have to move to a different city, but I wouldn't maybe limit yourself from going to a really, um, mm. to a school far away to study something really interesting with a great professor just because maybe you're, say, scared of making the jump there. I'd say yeah. that I'd try and put location and kind of convenience sake maybe a little lower in your priority list and that your professor and pro- and interest in the program would be kind of be the top two factors in my eyes.
0: So take that leap.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> take, take that, that take leap. Take that leap <laughs> indeed.
0: Um, and so one thing that we haven't really touched on yet is, so you've been in the program for about five months, five or six months now, um, and what would you say you've learned the most now that you're a grad s- student? What has changed the most for you? I
2: think one thing that's changed the most is how i can appreciate uh, professors actually and and the work that they do that's a that's mm-hmm. a really big that's component yeah because as a grad student at least in a research based program you kind of become um essentially a kind of a worker under them or a student learning from them you're just one of their kind of uh, being tutored essentially by this uh, amazingly intellectual, an amazing intellectual person. So you get to see kind of firsthand the actual intelligence that some of these professors at Western actually have. And uh, at least in my case, I can say that my professor is like so brilliant and it's just, it gives me an extra level of respect for professors, their jobs, what they do. Yeah, for sure.
0: That's awesome and so you've had a overall positive experience so far you would say
2: yeah i definitely i think i can say that you know generally for the majority or like vast vast majority of my time here uh, my five months now uh, in graduate school i can say the vast majority has been positive there are really uh, very few downsides however i'll just take that with a grain of salt just because um i do feel that i found a professor that really clicked well with me mm-hmm. and so i think that I'm, I'm really seeing that now that um the that connection there it's it's friendly and it's great vibes and it's it's going well so i think that um, that's one of the reasons that i can say that those positive uh, aspects but i know that that may, may not necessarily be that case with say everyone right i have maybe heard other instances of not are obviously less than ideal uh, cases where profe- or students get matched up with a professor and don't have a very good connection with them. In fact, it uh, could even be even kind of negative or even toxic. And so mm-hmm. um, one, um, there's, there's a colleague of mine who's actually brought up uh, a, just a brief story of his past um, definitely less than ideal experiences with his old professor now. And so, um, at least for those experiences, I do know that those experiences can occur. But what's nice is that there are actually a lot of support programs in place for students at the graduate level to really help out with situations like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was actually just going to ask you um, what you've sort of learned about being a, a new grad student in in terms of grad resources or things like that, that- potentially Ida could look into um, as she starts grad school is there anything in particular that you think would be helpful
2: yeah definitely so one thing that I found um, which was kind of different from undergrad was that when you enter grad school here at Western they really um, promote to you this idea that you have uh, say student-run societies or um, coordinators in place to really try and like fight for you to be there and be your support uh, that really help you along. So mental health and uh, just overall well-being, um, your relationship with your professor, those are all really big factors. And I know uh, SOGS is, is really one of those that's been really promoted to you for, kind of from the moment that I, I came in as a graduate student. SOGS, um, w- which is the student-run support uh, society that's in place to really be there for all its graduate students. And so it's really been promoted heavily. And
3: that's great. And like, what do they help with? Like, specifically, like, if you have, like, issues with your program, like, professor, like, what if you don't want to tell them about, like, issues with yeah, your professor? Yeah, like, sure. what if it gets back to them? Like, so how do you go about it?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I, I believe... From what I've learned about it, and so my, I don't know the full story, but what I've learned about it is that you know SOGS is really there for. Um, I mean, they've got your health and your um, other, sorry, like health plans covered, but then they also have people to represent you, even in like like court cases oh, and wow. like mm-hmm. um, interesting people who will uh, kind of be on your side, even in say a case where you're, like what I mentioned earlier where you say don't get along with your professor mm-hmm. very well yes. and you kind of feel like, I don't know, threatened or like this relationship just isn't really working out. Yeah. They are kind of a third party that's kind of out of the picture. They're not like tied to your professor yeah. in a way. They're on your side. Okay. So it, they really um, provide that, you know, kind of background support for the for all graduate students. Interesting. I
3: think. Okay.
2: So I guess if,
1: th- if the default assumption sometimes is this feeling that the university and the institution is kind of siding on the on the side of the professor. Professors, yes. But I but I think that it's important to remember there's there's kind of the separated intentional branch of the university that's that's totally dedicated to the students themselves. Definitely, for sure, um, yes. Definitely. And it's such a it's such an important. Case and in, in cases where a student might have a, a toxic relationship with their professor, or because of how much the professor controls about their their life, mm-hmm, you know that's a
2: big thing. That's kind of that power yeah, that's that power the, relationship.
1: Yeah. That that being said, a lot of professors are very good. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that said, of good. It sound like they're, bad good. they're not at all. They're. they're no, but it does happen though. You're yeah, right. It does. So in sure.
0: in your experience, John or even Connor, um, handling these types of situations, do you think it's the most beneficial to go right to something like Sog's for support and help, or do you think going to maybe a program rep or something like that is is better?
2: Yeah, think? so it's it's funny you ask that okay. because I think they um, in our introductory like introductory uh, welcoming kind of ceremonies, they do kind of give you. Just a, a general, like top three list of people to actually or, or organizations to actually go to, and there are even more than three. There's actually multiple different um, organizations or people. So graduate coordinator is a big one because mm-hmm. within your department, your graduate coordinator kind of kind of represents you as graduate students. So they do have, you know, they're responsible and they're and they intend to look out for you. Uh, SOGS, of course, which is a great-run uh, organization, of st- a student-run organization. Uh, aside from that, um, there are, I, I believe, I might be forgetting the exact n- names or labels, but there are people higher up in the system, uh, as in the graduate kind of society, that will either within the department of your specific program, or maybe within SOGS itself, uh, that Thank will definitely uh, look out for you. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go, Ida, setting Ooh. you up for success. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So great just as we're uh, wrapping up here, do you have any last questions for John?
3: Not really, honestly. Everything was great, and I
0: got all the answers I needed. Thank you that's for great. that. I'm yeah, happy to help. yeah, for sure. And so as um, A relatively new graduate student, do you have any final piece of advice for any undergraduate students who are Mm, thinking about pursuing graduate school?
2: Some wise words. Let's hear (laughs) it. Honestly, honestly, I think you know. There's one thing that my professor said that kind of stuck with me, and it's not. um, It's it's interesting. So when I think Ida, you said before, you know, I know, I know exactly this feeling. This feeling that at the end, you're coming to the end of your fourth year. Every single option that you, you're you considering mm-hmm. seems kind of really massive, and it's a yeah. huge commitment, and um, they're very daunting to all, cons- all consider all these options. Yeah. One thing that my professor actually told me was in the relative scale of things, when you think about it, graduate school, or at least a say a master's program, where it's one to two years, uh, when you start out with a master's program like that, y- it can actually be kind of a nice little not not terribly long commitment where you can use those years to kind of figure out a little more about yourself, a little bit Mm. about what you want to do, who you are as -hmm. a person, like explore some more interests. Maybe you aren't fully, fully decided on one burning passion. And uh, honestly, a lot of people aren't at the end of your undergrad. And so that's one thing that uh, my professor said to me and it really stuck with me. It's just a good kind of experimenting Uh, that's very true yeah Yeah.
3: because it it, it is a feeling of like oh this is the big decision next step of my life like what do i do and i think like that's something really i struggled
0: with so that's good to hear yeah it's like peace of mind yeah Yeah. i I mean i took i took time off after my undergrad and it was the best thing i could have done for myself there you go that's great okay so thank you so much ida and john for joining us thanks for having us you're listening to GradCast, the official radio show and podcast for the Society of Graduate Students at Western. We bring you grad student interviews every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on CHRW, and you can hear or download all of our episodes on gradcast.ca, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at, at @gradcastradio. And if you'd like to join us and share your own research on a future episode, please email us at gradcast gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.